Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back for episode 33 here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, likely hearing this on Wednesday morning. Uh, getting ready as the Bucks prepare for week two at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, second road game in a row. Uh, would be wild to think the Bucks could be 2-0 uh, with two games on the road against tough opponents. Uh, we keep talking about this Arizona game potentially being the toughest game of the season for the Bucks. Uh, Will not be easy, but uh, before we get too much to Arizona, lots of news to talk about on a busy Tuesday of roster shuffling. Uh, the biggest news uh, today's pan- by the way today's podcast is brought to us by uh, by FanDuel. Great to have them here as the sponsor. We'll have more on them soon, but uh, great to have them as today's sponsor on the Locked On Bucks podcast. The big news to come out of Tuesday, and we had kind of seen this coming, kind of telegraphed this a little bit last week, uh, but the Bucks have signed uh, veteran running back Jacquees Rogers. Uh, they actually lost to Jacquees on Sunday in Jacquees Smith and uh, phonetically were able to replace uh, nearly seamlessly in adding Jacquees Rogers. Uh, this one is J-A-C-Q-U-I-Z-Z, uh, but probably harder to mispronounce than his uh, homonym counterpart. Uh, Jacquees Rogers played for uh, Dirk Cutter in Atlanta for three years. We had kind of mentioned him. I, I had thought he was a possibility uh, a year ago when he was a free agent. Uh, the Bucks were looking for a number three running back. He had gone to Chicago, kind of was hurt much of last year. Only ended up playing five games, didn't do much for Chicago. Uh, but has now joined the Bucks. Uh, was a backup running back for Dirk Cutter in Atlanta for three seasons. And a really good pass-catching running back. A lot of uh, screen passes, shovel passes. Had uh, more than 50 catches in two of his three seasons with the Falcons under Dirk. And keep in mind, that's with Mike Smith there as well. So there's lots of people on this Bucks staff that can vouch for Jacquees. Uh, he should be stepping in as the number three running back behind Doug Martin and Charles Sims. We'd kind of mentioned last week we thought this was possible. Uh, as we'd mentioned in the fine print of this uh, podcast, if you have a vested veteran on your roster on the opening weekend of the season, his salary for the year is guaranteed. So sometimes there's an incentive for NFL teams to wait until the Monday, or in this case the Tuesday after week one, and sign a guy then. And then if, uh, for some reason, he has a minor injury, you can cut him. You don't have to worry about paying the guy $800,000 for uh, a week or two's work. Uh, the, uh, we had thought last week that the Bucks were likely to promote Peyton Barber from the practice squad, let him have a week on the active roster playing special teams, and, and then probably cut him, trusting you can get him back on the practice squad as you were able to the last time you cut him. Uh, they haven't done that yet, curiously. I, I still think the Bucks can make some moves here between now and Saturday. Uh, but for now, they just took away Jacquees Smith and added Jacquees Rogers. Uh, so the little heavy at running back and a little light at defensive end. And the Bucks might be able to pull that off. Uh, you know, the Bucks had a D end inactive on Sunday in Channing Ward, the rookie from Mississippi. Uh, so we, uh, we could see the Bucks just go with five defensive ends on Sunday and have all of them active. Uh, but the Bucks are definitely evaluating their options 
at defensive end. They had a workout on Tuesday with a veteran named Croy Bierman. You guys remember the, the Hey Bierman. Uh, this is Croy Bierman, uh, who is 31 and has played extensively under Mike Smith. Uh, was the defensive end in Atlanta with him all the way from 2008 to 2014. So the entire time Mike Smith has been a head coach, he's known Croy Bierman as a backup defensive end. Uh, modest statistics had uh, 21 sacks in those seven seasons, so uh, nothing huge. But as a backup defensive end, I don't know how much you really expect. They worked him out and did not sign him. Uh, so I think that's something they know is available. Uh, perhaps they want to give uh, one more week to the young guys here and see how that looks. Uh, and if they're not happy with that, then they have Croy kind of available to them. Uh, they know what he would bring. I think they want to find out what they have from their existing options there. Uh, Bucks also worked out a D-tackle. Uh, got him Kyle Love. Uh, we always know Jason Light has a curiosity for former Patriots, uh, given his history with the team and his knowledge of the depth and the strong talent evaluation there in New England. Uh, Kyle Love was with the Patriots, was also with the Panthers uh, last season, has been a free agent. Uh, again, worked out, no signing yet, but that's certainly a possibility. What was intriguing in all this is that they lost a defensive end, and, and we've talked about taking the official depth chart with a certain grain of salt on this podcast, but uh, their depth chart in changing to reflect the injury to Jacquees Smith moved rookie defensive tackle Devontae Lambert out to defensive end, uh, which is curious. He's, he's not much bigger than Channing Ward, so they both could be defensive ends, if you will. Uh, but to take the time to actually move him on the depth chart creates an opportunity or creates an opening of the depth chart for a new fourth defensive tackle. Uh, so was curious to see that, and, and that would line up with them adding a D tackle now and not a defensive, a defensive end, as you'd think they'd likely do. What the Bucks are trying to do here uh, is, is just line up their depth. Obviously, they have some options here. Uh, could keep the ends outside. Usually, we think about this being a team that slides their ends inside to tackle and not vice versa. Uh, but perhaps they see a, a certain speed and a certain athleticism from Devontae Lambert that would let him work as a defensive end as well. Uh, the other thing we want to get to uh, is, before we get to Arizona, is uh, is FanDuel, which is on board as a uh, as a sponsor of today's podcast, the first week of the NFL season is officially in the books. How did your fantasy football teams do this week? Did you get in on the fun over at FanDuel? If not, it's not too late as week two is only days away getting ready for Thursday's game. Uh, fantasy football, if you were thinking about week one, uh, a lot of the big talk all over fantasy football uh, is Jameis Winston and whether Jameis Winston has now established himself as a, a QB1, as a guy that should be a starting quarterback if he's on your roster, uh, you know, four touchdowns on Sunday, uh, you know, definitely the kind of production you want to have from a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know how likely he is to match that against an Arizona defense that's a lot tougher, especially up front. Uh, but there's definitely talk about Jameis Winston now being, uh, at least from fantasy standpoint, uh, among the 12 best quarterbacks, among the quarterbacks that should be started whenever you can. We had mentioned the preseason of Doug Martin and Mike Evans, two guys that had a ton of yards but not a ton of touchdowns, that there was upside in both. Uh, and I think I had mentioned that I probably thought Mike Evans was more likely to have a drastic improvement in his touchdowns than Doug Martin. And you saw a little bit of that on, on Sunday in Atlanta. Doug Martin had good yards, but no touchdowns. Uh, Mike Evans finishes with 99 yards and a nice touchdown. So if you're a Mike Evans owner, you're probably proud of what you were able to get from him uh, in the first week of the fantasy football season. At FanDuel... Uh, you have fantasy football for everyday fans with new contests that start every week. There's no busted season. If you had Keenan Allen on your fantasy team, 
in a traditional league, uh, you're probably sweating things and checking the waiver wire right now. But with FanDuel, you can just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch the scores in real time every weekend. New this year uh, is an upgraded experience that gives you even more contest variety. If you're a beginner, you can try beginner contests for registered new players only. You can settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. You can try out their 50-50 contest where the top half of the league wins cash each week. And you can play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. You can play for a dollar. You can play for much more. You have choices for every budget. Uh, This week's Sunday Million Contest, again, is paying out $2 million, including $200,000 to first place. Uh, So if you're looking for something to do to add to your Sunday, to add to your NFL experience, uh, please give FanDuel a try. Uh, You can do fantasy football any way you want. You can be sports. You can get up to $50.00. In free entries, uh, new users who deposit will get five free entries to that uh, 50-50 beginner contest, valued at up to $50. You get one free entry uh, for each of the next five weeks, uh, and the value of the free entries uh, depends on how much you deposit. So go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my promo code, which is L-O-Bucks, L-O-B-U-C-S for Locked on Bucks. Again, that's FanDuel.com, promo code L-O-Bucks. Void where prohibited. Thanks again to uh, FanDuel for being a sponsor on today's podcast and for so many podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Bucks were also busy on the practice squad on Tuesday. Uh, They're constantly churning through the bottom spots on this roster, trying to find the best uh, depth and upside they can. Two new guys we can talk about. Uh, First of all, uh, Russell Hansbrough was released from the practice squad. Russell, uh, running back from Missouri, had shown uh, a little bit of promise there, caught a pass out of the backfield that first preseason game. Uh, But Russell's out, so there are no running backs on the uh, practice squad right now because Peyton Barber got called up and Russell Hansbrough uh, released. uh, But two spots on the uh, practice squad. We had mentioned already uh, that Alan Cross was coming back on the practice squad, so he's joined as well. But uh, a new name to talk about is Cameron Lynch. Uh, Cameron is a uh, linebacker, played at Syracuse, played last season as a rookie with the Rams, uh, was on roster for all 16 weeks with the Rams, actually had four tackles on special teams. Uh, So he's definitely somebody they'll have at practice here uh, as they're evaluating their quarterback depth. Uh, I think Adarius Glanton had a very good game in the first week. Uh, He's one of these special teams only type players. Uh, But Adarius had two tackles and kick coverage in the week one. Uh, Josh Kais is the other backup linebacker who's probably on the bubble, if you will. Josh also played, I think, 22 snaps uh, in Sunday's opener. Didn't have any tackles. Uh, but anyway, Cameron Lynch, another one of these versatile linebackers that's athletic enough to get down on special teams and help you in kick coverage. The other name to mention is a defensive tackle named Rodney Coe. That's C-O-E. Uh, Rodney played at Akron in college. Actually started at Ohio, uh, sorry, at Iowa State. Wound up at Akron for his last year and then uh, was with the Cowboys in preseason. Uh, had 12 tackles, fairly good numbers for a D tackle. Had 12 tackles in the preseason, had a tackle for loss. Uh, he's the only defensive lineman on the practice squad now, so intriguing to see what he can do. Uh, that's another developmental type guy. They already have Channing Ward, they already have Devontae Lambert, uh, but Rodney Coe will have a chance to uh, get a week of practice here and show what he can do as well. So it's interesting. You've got six guys from the original practice squad that are still there. You've got the receivers in Freddie Martino and Jeremy Butler, the guy that came down from the Ravens. You've got offensive linemen in Josh Allen and Ben Gottschalk. Uh, You've got two tight ends now with Danny Vitale back and Alan Cross back in the practice squad. 
And then you have four on defense. The new guys we've mentioned in Lynch and Co., as well as Isaiah Johnson, the safety uh, from South Carolina, and JV and Elliott, the cornerback from FSU. So that practice squad continues to be a work in progress. Uh, but again, what they want is to get guys that they're comfortable with and they feel like if there were an injury at the last minute, they could promote and, uh, and get up from the practice squad to the 53-man roster in a pinch. Uh, talking about Arizona a little bit, obviously the Bucks will be getting ready for uh, a trip Friday out to Arizona. They'll get there a little early just to get adjusted and uh, acclimated there to uh, the West Coast. First of their three West Coast trips this year. Uh, Arizona, you know, we had a story in today's paper, actually. It's kind of neat to see all these ties. We talked about Jason Light being a former uh, Cardinals front office guy who's going back and facing the team he was last with before the Bucs. Uh, obviously, Dirk Cutter coached six years at Arizona State. We had a t- story in today's paper uh, about Pat Tillman and about how much Pat Tillman still means to Dirk Cutter. Uh, Dirk did not coach Pat, uh, but, uh, but was the coach at Arizona State when he passed away. So I think there's definitely a... Uh, a genuine respect that Dirk Cutter has for everything that Pat Tillman stood for as a player, as a person, as a patriot. He has his jersey up in his office. It was neat uh, to look back and kind of find the old games. Uh, Dirk Cutter went up against Pat Tillman twice when he was the offensive coordinator at Oregon. This is 96 and 97. uh, And Pat Tillman showed up in those games. I mean, this is somebody you would have had to really... Uh, plan for was a Pac-12 or a Pac-10, I guess, but Pac-12 uh, Defensive Player of the Year, one of those years. Uh, Tillman had his first college interception against Dirk Cutter's offense, had 12 tackles in that game, had a 15-yard sack, recovered an onside kick. The next year, again, Arizona State as a top-10 team beat Oregon, uh, and Tillman had 12 tackles in that game as well. So uh, I think that's somebody that Dirk will point to this week, to his players, uh, as somebody that is just a a guy they should look to in terms of thinking of sacrifice and unselfishness as a football player. He probably set the bar as high as anyone did. Uh, Arizona was kind of neat to think back. Uh, you know, Arizona uh, was here in Tampa uh, in the Super Bowl. The last Super Bowl here in Tampa was after the 2008 season in January 2009. And I had to go through their roster and try and see who is left uh, from that Super Bowl squad. Obviously, the Cardinals just lost at the very end of that game, had that beautiful touchdown uh, that diving vertical Santennial Holmes touchdown catch from Ben Roethlisberger at the very end of that game. It had looked like Kurt Warner might actually lead the Cardinals to a Super Bowl victory, uh, but Pittsburgh came back and got him at the end. Only two players left on this roster. Uh, I will give you guys a second to think in your mind who those two Cardinals players might be that are still on that roster from 2008. I think one is probably fairly easy. You guys know Larry Fitzgerald has been there uh, for a long time, since 2004. The other one uh, is defensive end Calais Campbell, another pro bowler there. So those are the two guys, Campbell and Fitzgerald, who who are still around from that Super Bowl squad. Uh, It's kind of neat. Larry Fitzgerald, the first time I heard Larry Fitzgerald's name, I'll I'll take you back a little bit here, guys. This is 04. uh, I guess it might have been 03 even, but uh, it was a kid named Johnny Payton. Uh, If you guys are, are USF fans, you remember Johnny Payton, you know, from whatever, 13, 14 years ago. Uh, I actually covered... My Times years, I started the Tampa Bay Times writing high schools uh, in Hernando County and then in Pasco County. And then in 04, I went from covering Pasco County high schools to covering USF. Uh, and there was a kid that made the same leap as me named Johnny Payton, was a wide receiver at, at Dave City Pasco High School and then was a freshman at USF my first year. Uh, Johnny Payton, it, 
kind of flamed out, uh, didn't make it through college, had some, some off-field problems, but was a great freshman receiver uh, at USF. Seemed very promising at the time. But it was neat. The first I ever heard about Larry Fitzgerald was uh, Johnny Payton very much wanted to go to Pitt and thought about going to Pitt uh, and, and had heard about this phenomenal receiver named Larry Fitzgerald up at Pitt. Uh, and I think they saw Peyton very much as another Fitzgerald type, good size, prolific receiver. Uh, Johnny Peyton took a plane up to uh, Pitt, and again, on these recruiting visits in January, it's pretty cold in Pittsburgh in January. So got off the plane, right away knew he couldn't do that, uh, and ended up going to USF. But that was where I first learned the name Larry Fitzgerald, was hearing the success he had uh, at Pitt as, as just a prolific college receiver, and then obviously has done that for now. Uh, this is his 13th season in the NFL. Just an absolute, uh, one of the all-time best in terms of the current active receivers in the NFL has done as much as, as anybody has. So Larry Fitzgerald would be a major challenge. Just as last week we worried and wondered about how the Bucks would handle Julio Jones, uh, how that size would be combated by that secondary. And, and Fitzgerald's another one where, again, every time he's on the field, the Bucks are going to have to account for him. Uh, obviously, Michael Floyd is a good receiver. They got some other receivers, John Brown, there that are good, dangerous receivers. But Fitzgerald is definitely where it starts. Uh, and I'm sure as they game plan, uh, David Johnson, their running back, is is a guy that can really be a problem for an NFL off defense, uh, both in running and in catching the ball. But Larry Fitzgerald is a guy they have to worry about. Uh, so we have lots of things we're going to get to later in the week here. Uh, we haven't had access to players yet since Sunday's big win. So Wednesday morning here, we'll bring uh, an open locker room, a uh, chance to get around, talk to players, find some of the uh, connections between the Bucks and the Cardinals, what they're looking forward to. And we'll have a lot more uh, in Thursday's podcast about that. We have an open locker room Thursday as well. Uh, and then Friday is kind of a just getting players off the field and all that kind of stuff. But lots of storylines here, uh, lots of trying to find the cracks in the armor of these Cardinals. Uh, they are coming off of a loss to the Patriots, so it's hard to imagine Arizona being 0-2. Uh, but the Bucks have a chance to do that. Uh, you know, I think most Bucks fans, if you had told them 1-1 one one coming out of these first two games, would probably understand that, just given how tough it is with two on the road and one of them out west at Arizona. Uh, I will invite you guys to send in your questions, what you're looking forward to most in this second game, uh, who impressed you in the opener, who surprised you in the opener. Always looking for your comments and your questions. You can do that via email. You can hit me up at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. Uh, you can do it on Twitter. Uh, just reply to LockedOnBucks or to my name, which is Greg Allman, A-U-M-A-N. Really appreciate the following we're building there. Uh, and the listeners we have here. It's just great to have you guys subscribing on iTunes, listening here on Audio Boom. Uh, it's really neat to see how well this audience has built up here in 33 podcasts. So I will wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll have much more on Thursday. Uh, but to wrap things up, episode 33, thanks again to FanDuel for their sponsorship. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Almond. Thank you guys for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.